don't care what your religion is. We don't care what organization you belong to. We don't care how far in school you went or didn't go. We don't care what kind of job you have. We have to give you credit for shocking the white man by not letting him divide you and use you one against the other. In the past, the greatest weapon the white man has had has been his ability to divide and conquer. How do they do it? Divide and conquer. If I take my hand and slap you, you don't even feel it. It might sting you because these digits are separated. But all I have to do to put you back in your place is bring those digits together. Peace, prosperity, salutations. I'm good, I'm good, BT. Let's get it started. Follow the story. If you lose track, well, don't worry. I'll keep you up to date because it might get kind of blurry. Three people could be a movie and be a sequel. There's Tanisha, Black Tar, and his brother Ezekiel. Black Tar is a kingpin, and Tanisha's a model. She only messes with dudes who buy down pee by the bottle. Golden yep. slipper. Only 18 working as a stripper. Play dudes out their money, left their dick stuck in their zippers. Surprises. She's so fine, it's mesmerizing. Her father was all black, and her mother was straight Hawaiian. Ezekiel, he's legit. He works on Wall Street. Don't mess with Black Tar, cause Black Tar works on all streets. Ezekiel and Black Tar both haven't been speaking. Cause Tar wanted Ezekiel to deal with some Puerto Ricans. Now they beefing. Cause Tar wants his brother to start believing that his way is the best way. Therefore, there's no reason for treason. He tells Tanisha to approach him, coach him. When he gets soft, that's when you stroke him. A straight pro. She does good work when it's for straight dough. Only problem is Ezekiel ain't a straight bro. He's Jive Slick. Got street smarts. He grew up Jive Slick. He and Tar was snotting those kids pulling off Jive Licks. Black Tar, he came up nice. Of a few large hits. Connected with the truck driving chick. Got them Tar kids. Did racketeering for a Russian. Named Kaiser Sochak Building escort service Taking holes off of the whole track A throwback From the days of Scarface And Frank White He laughed it Kept his mouth shut And kept his click tight Let's get back Get back on track With the girl Tanisha Black Tar plays the Don While she's trying to play The diva on Ezekiel But she just don't know Her game is see-through He only goes along Cause he needs to know Who sent you So he winds her With Wall Street money Then he reminds her That he doesn't have An address or number How should he find her She tells him Hit my sky page Because I'm seldom in town I might be in Japan Brazil or Belgium I'm a model Work for an agency in the Bahamas, which is owned by a company station in Yokohama. But I like you. I'll end my career if you're the right dude. Give you good sex later on if it's the right mood. She slides out. He follows her moves back to Tar's place. Double cross enters his mind from this bizarre case. No resting. He's got to think quick because now he's stressing. Should he lay them both down or just teach them a lesson? Good question. It all comes down to who's the brightest. It also depends on who's got their game the tightest. But they both slip. Tanisha been playing them both like hoe trips. Black Tar's clientele is fiending. They got nose drip she rides him takes his black book and his fortune lays him down mossberg style and starts to torture him she hurts him ezekiel's up next she'll have to murk him just like she did his brother black tar she'll have to murk him but she calls him says the wrong words after he picks up she slips up that's when he knows he might get sticked up so he flips up plays the shit off like he got hiccups thinking to himself this bitch she got some big nuts game ain't the same no more there's no loyalty cats throwing salt in the game it's just annoying you can stay running your mouth we ain't hearing you real recognize real you ain't looking familiar the game ain't the same no more there's no loyalty cats throwing salt in the game shit's annoying you can stay ready your mouth uh, we ain't hearing you real recognize real you ain't looking familiar real recognize real and you ain't looking familiar real recognize real and you ain't looking familiar real recognize real and you ain't looking familiar uh,
Peace, prosperity, salutations. Yeah, the game ain't the same no more. There's no loyalty. Cats throwing salt in the game. The shit's annoying. You can stay running your mouth. Yo, we ain't hearing you real recognize real. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed, we, when we put that joint together. So peace, prosperity, salutations. You're now rocking with the brand Sharima Karama. This is the, the Mastermind Alliance. And uh, we want to Courtney Murray, Bonnell Johnson, Moan Shabazz, Betty White, uh, just to name a few. And then over here on, on the clubhouse, we got... We got the family D, BT up here. Aaron is in the house. Shea Butter, okay. Kareen, Leticia, Stephanie Daly. So it's good to have the family. Um, so I hope that everybody's having a splendid day. And before we get started, just know if you want to connect with me, go to my webpage, uh, com. You can actually go there to download my app. Also, if you want to connect with my nonprofit organization, The Unity Walk, um, you can go to www.theunitywalk.com. Shout out to our sister uh, and one of our administrative team members for uh, Monica, who is uh, did a food drive delivery today in Louisville, Kentucky. So we appreciate that. We do our food drives around the country. So far this year, we've had them in Baltimore. We've had them in New York. We've had them here in Columbus, Ohio. We've had them in Kentucky. We've had them all over Texas from Dallas to Austin. Uh, and I think we have one coming up here uh, for Houston, I believe, this month. So shout out my team for the work that they are doing and uh, for all the grassroots organizations around the country that are doing work. We uh, appreciate you. So before I go in with the topic, uh, we've gotten tricked by them and our own. But before I go in, before I go into that, just just a quick, just a quick word. Low vibrational beings, low vibrational beings. Sometimes you can't help yourself. You're low vibrational. Low vibrational beings understand that when you come in contact with high vibrational beings, it's not going to work out good for you. It's just not because high vibrational beings, we have a particular mission. Um we have a particular foundation. We have non-negotiables. We have standards and we have requirements. And so, um, and we have, most importantly, without all of that, we have a knowledge of self. And so many high, high, high vibrational beings, we're in tune with the ancestors. We're really in tune with spirituality. And so low vibrational beings, what you need to do is you need to play in the, in the lane and in the field where other low vibrational beings are, are playing. That's the lane that you need to be in because when you try to come in, come up into this realm with that low vibrational shit, it, you know, first of all, you're going to get exposed. <laughs> that That's first and foremost. You're going to get exposed. And, you know, it, it's just, like I said, it's just not going to work out good for you. So low vibrational beings either up your vibration to a higher vibrational element or just stay down there with other low vibrational beings. It's not a problem where, where you're at. Stay where you're at. And then when you're ready to make that elevated move, then make it. But don't play with us. Don't play with us high vibrational beings. It, it just it, it just really right now, especially within the throes of war, it's just not a good look. So <clears throat> with that said, now that I've now that I've gotten off my high horse, let's go in because first we're going to talk about the first we're going to talk about the uh, the them. You know, you really have to give credit 
where credit is due concerning the way in which the United States government in conjunction with the mainstream media has done such a thorough job in convincing black Americans that demanding legislation that is exclusively for black Americans is somehow divisive reparations, a comprehensive black agenda that exclusively benefits black Americans. Why that'll rip the country apart. We're already a divided nation as it stands. What about immigrants that arrived here over the last 50 years? They didn't oppress you. You know, you're not the only ones that face discrimination in this country. And let's not forget about the most terrifying reason and excuse of them all for why this is so divisive. The white backlash. Even Obama deemed reparations a non-starter due to white resentment. Those were his exact words. Yet it's funny how white resentment and all the other excuses that I just stated never seems to play a role when it comes to why nothing gets done for other groups. Legislation, resources, and financial set-asides on the basis of race is only divisive when we're talking about doing it for black Americans. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. Some will even go as far as to call it unconstitutional. Meanwhile, as you can see on the screen right in front of you, the Senate passes largest investment in native programs in history, more than $31 billion heading to native communities. And this comes from the United States Committee on Indian Affairs. U.S. Senator Brian Schatz, chairman of the Senate Committee on Indian Affairs, helped secure more than $31.2 billion in dedicated funding for tribal governments and native communities, comprising the largest investment in history for native programs. The new funding will deliver immediate relief for hard-hit Native American families and support tribal nations as they build a bridge toward economic recovery. Native communities need relief. We listened and we took action. With more than $31 billion for tribal governments and native programs, the American Rescue Plan delivers the largest one-time investment to native communities in history, said Senator Schatz, a member of the Senate Appropriations Committee. This historic funding is a down payment on the federal government's trust responsibility to Native communities and will empower American Indians, Alaska Natives, and Native Hawaiians to tackle C-19's impact on their communities. The $31.2 billion investment in Native communities include $20 billion for tribal governments to combat C-19 and stabilize tribal community safety net programs through Treasury, State, and Local C-19 relief fund, six-plus billion dollars for Native health systems, 1.248 billion for HUD tribal and Native Hawaiian housing programs, 1.1-plus billion for Native education programs, including Bureau of Indian Education tools, tribal education agencies, tribal colleges and universities, Native Hawaiian education programs, and Alaska Native education programs, one-plus billion dollars for Native families, $900 million for Bureau of Indian Affairs programs, $600 million for Native communities' critical economic and infrastructure investment, $600 million for Native communities' critical economic and infrastructure investments, $20 million to mitigate the impact of C-19 on Native languages, and $19 million for Native communities' efforts to combat domestic violence. 
Now, you know what's really interesting about this is how quietly this all happened. No grandiose congressional hearings, no national polling to see how the American people feel about this, and no mainstream media coverage. The American government just quietly slipped $31 billion to the Native American community. And you know what's even more interesting is that they didn't even have to ask for it. No worldwide global protests, no cities burning down to the ground, but just like that, here goes $31 billion for your problems. Now, here's another piece of interesting information. When you go to the 2020 exit polls, the section that says other racial ethnic groups is largely made up of Native Americans. I mean, that's the only logical conclusion after white, black, Latino, and Asian. Clearly, those are Native Americans. Now, if you don't want to go by those exit polls, because maybe you feel like, hey, that's not completely 100% Native Americans, that's a mixture of other groups as well, then we can look at the poll that was taken by the Associated Press. And as it states here, data from the Associated Press AP VoteCast, a nationwide survey of more than 133,000 voters and non-voters, showed 52% of Native Americans support supported Donald Trump, while 45% favored Joe Biden. So in between the 2020 exit polls and the Associated Press poll, we're looking at roughly 50% of Native Americans voted for Joe Biden, compared to the 87% of Black Americans who did. And apparently, 50% of support gets you $31 billion. And mind you, we're not even six months into his presidency yet. You already know more financial set-asides and resources are coming. But I can't say this is too surprising because when Joe Biden was asked about reparations for the descendants of American slavery, he seemed to be very concerned with Native Americans and making sure that they were included in your reparations package if one were to pass. No, we, but, but they look, they're not mutually exclusive. But I can't believe that whatever it is, the African-American community would not support what I'm talking about. In addition to... Well, I, don't, I, okay, I, don't, I don't think we have to... Let me ask you this, then. Let me ask you this so we can move on, because we've got to get some <laughs> phone calls in as well. But let me ask you this, then. If, in fact, a calculation comes to you that you are satisfied with, would you then say, I'm for reparations? The answer is it would depend on what it was and will it include Native Americans as well. Well, it... <clears throat> so yeah so um <laughs> so they quietly get 31 billion dollars for their community we haven't gotten a dime of reparations yet and and for real for real um just on some real talk uh we should i think that and i'm i'm not with the petition shit I'm really not because I think it's just I think it's just straight BS. But for those that are, for those that are, for those that like to march, for those that like to protest, um, and for those that like to you know push petitions, uh, and particularly online, some of y'all like to push petitions online, and I, I I just don't see any effectiveness in that. But for those that do, what you should be doing is you should legitimately be protest or, or petitioning saying, okay, that $31 billion, where's our cut? Because we're, we're the, we're the, our ancestors were the original Native Americans. If you look up the definition of Native American, if you look up the definition, see y'all, it's people is thinking about 
some some people are thinking about some indigenous Indian tribe with long black hair that 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 shot bows and arrows and shit. We're the original Native Americans, if you just want to be honest. We're the we're the we're the original Jews. We're the original natives. So uh, th that thirty one billion, um, yeah, that should be coming to us as well. Let's not get that messed up. I mean, I, it, you know, they're going to try to play us as black. They're going to try to play us as black. I'll repeat that. But we are the real natives. And that's just factual. You can't get around that. If you look up the definition and when you talk about Native American, when you say Native American, let's overstand See, people can't seem to see outside the goddamn USA. They can't see outside this country. When we say Native American, we're talking about the US and South America. This is North America here. We're talking about South America. You can talk about Canada. This, when you say Native American, because these are the Americas. The Americas are divided up into North America and South America. So that means that there should be a petition out right now telling Joe Biden, yeah, thanks for the 31 billion. Where's our cut over here? Because we're Native Americans as well. Now, uh, uh, so, but, but that's, that's them. You know, you had to get, you had to get Trump out and you had to get Biden in and Biden has done nothing for, for, for you. But, but neither has, neither has this group. They've done nothing either. Let's take a listen. During my earliest videos back in the year 2016, I warned everyone about the nonprofit organization called Black Lives Matter. This was at a time where people did not pay any attention to its founders, co-founders, financial aids, and even its overall agendas and guiding principles. On the original Black Lives Matter website, before it was just recently changed, I pointed out how you were able to click on a tab labeled Guiding Principles, which would then take you to another page filled with square-shaped black and yellow colored sub-tabs, in which one of these tabs labeled Black Families stood out to me the most. By clicking on this tab, it gave a statement saying, quote, we are committed to making our spaces family friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. We are committed to dismantling the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts that require them to mother in private, even as they participate in justice work." End quote. Did you notice that there was no mention of a father, nor of a heterosexual male, for that matter? And that's even throughout this entire original Black Lives Matter website. And did you also notice the avatar associated with this tab? Two children figures and one adult figure equals a so-called black family? Are they promoting empowerment or complete separation here? And then it gets a lot deeper. I'm not no Black Lives Matter supporter. Like, You're not? No, absolutely. Why not? 
because it's not our movement. This is a movement that was given to us by, you know, George Soros and his fucking boys because they saw how things were going and they didn't want it to go back to the 60s to where we start having our own organic movements. That was a big fucking problem for them. So let's give the people a movement that we can control. We'll provide them the leaders and all of this type of shit. That's what Black Lives Matter is. Look at the leaders of Black Lives Matter. Are there leaders of oh, Black yeah. Lives Matter? Yeah. Oh. Look at these lesbian women who are trying to incorporate those, their concerns into black people's concerns. Go to the website, look it up. Google George Soros and Black Lives Matter, see what comes up. Let's look it up. Okay. Um, and not, and you know, Y'all out there, George Soros is a fucking multi-billionaire down with, you know, some of the 12 he raised, richest people in the fucking He raised world. $100 million. Yep. For Black Lives Matter Coalition, the funding addition, comes in addition to more than 33 million grants from top Democratic Party donor George Soros. That's about, let us give you a movement that we can control, use certain symbolism from the original civil rights movement like the black you know red black and green all these different symbols we're going to incorporate that but only it's going to be a movement that we control we decide what the messages are we decide what the slogans are you know what happened to no justice no peace and you know no peace no justice now it's uh hands up don't shoot fucking i can't breathe and all these negative affirmations and he's absolutely correct the universe ancestors spiritual god whatever which one you want to use listens to what you say out your mouth and how you feel inside you are the dictator in that sense, not the creator, the dictator. So if you let your words and your actions meet, then it becomes a reality. And that can either be good or bad based upon how you decide what the outcome would be from the very beginning. Before we were introduced to the three so-called co-founders of the Black Lives Matter organization, we saw a guy named DeRay McKesson being constantly labeled as the leader of the Black Lives Matter movement. In June of 2016, DeRay's cell phone was hacked by the cyber activist group known as Anonymous, and they publicly posted all of DeRay's private Twitter conversations with Jonetta Elzey, another protest organizer, about their plans to literally disrupt then-presidential candidate Donald Trump's campaign rallies to cause a stir that will bring about martial law, causing Barack Obama to stay in office as president for a third term. In a private direct message, Jonetta asked DeRay, quote, have you spoken with Miss Lynch recently about the plan for the summer and fall leading up to the elections? And DeRay responded by saying, quote, we spoke two weeks and they want us to start really pushing how racist Trump is now instead of waiting so the others can start getting the protesters ready to shut both conventions down. And then he goes on to say, we have to make sure that we use our voices to keep people disrupting Trump all summer and through the fall so Marshall can be declared. End quote. 
the lady that they were referring to as their contact was the U.S. Attorney General at that time, Loretta Lynch of the Democratic Party. I had my phone hacked, so I'm on a panel and I have two phones. Uh, and one phone is like, please activate your phone. And I'm like, I've never seen that before. Like, please activate. So I turn it off, turn it back on. And what it came out to is that if you have Verizon, uh, the last four digits of your social is your PIN for your Verizon account. So somebody hacked, got my social. They called. They changed my SIM card over the phone, which I didn't know what you could wow. do. And then they reset all my passwords so that the, the like, code to go back into your account goes to a device they can control. And then it takes me, like, all day to get back in my phone. You know, it's just like a, it's a nightmare. Isn't it thing. quite odd? Out of all of the public interviews that DeRay McKesson and Loretta Lynch have participated in, between the time of his phone being hacked and beyond, that not one time was either of them asked about these leaked messages? And speaking of the Democratic Party, did you know that the KKK was a political creation of the Democrats? Oh, and here's another thing I wanted to point out. According to the History Channel, quote, the KKK engaged in terrorist raids against African-Americans and white Republicans at night, employing intimidation, destruction of property, assault, and murder to achieve its aims and influence upcoming elections. End quote. Now, doesn't that sound all too familiar? Fast forward to today, when you log on to the newly updated Black Lives Matter website, there is a tab that's highlighted blue and labeled Donate. And if you were to click on this tab, it brings up a totally separate website called Act Blue, which is a nonprofit 501c3 funding pool created only by the Democrats, in which this website says that it's only for, quote, Democratic candidates up and down the ballot, progressive organizations, and nonprofits. End quote. As of today, DeRay McKesson is no longer affiliating himself with the Black Lives Matter organization. In this 2018 interview, listen closely to what he details without name dropping as he responds to a popular question concerning the mystery of how he is supported financially. This issue about money, you know, comes up often and people think I'm sponsored by Patagonia. I'm not. I'm a customer. The blue Patagonia vest is definitely controversial. We'll get to that later on the program. Um, people think I'm sponsored by McDonald's, by Spotify. I don't take money to tweet. And, you know, the reality is that the group of people that I'm closest to, we've raised $140,000 in four years, which is not a lot of money, especially in the nonprofit community. Now, in In the book, I actually talk about, like, we should, we should, I name a lot of people that, like, you don't know, but if not for them, there would be no movement, because if not for Ferguson and St. Louis, like, that created the space, so I'm, so I'm sensitive to that, and I don't want to invalidate those claims. Uh, it is hard to be the brunt of people's frustration, like, I didn't do it, right? So, like, there are people who have raised millions in the protests, like, we just chose not, we chose not to participate in the nonprofit, like that sort of race around money because we wanted to see could we make an impact without raising a lot of money. And even Black Lives Matter affiliate Sean King 
and his nonprofit organization called Grassroots Law Project with civil rights lawyer Lee Merritt is also under the guise of the Democratic fundraiser Act Blue. Whenever someone wants to donate to their non-transparent cause, which should make you ask some questions like millions upon millions of dollars have been donated by the public to these orgs all due to their relatable general plans and public pledges or promises. But where exactly does all of this donated money go after it's accepted by Act Blue on behalf of these organizations? Why are these organizations not so transparent when it comes to the usage of the funds provided to them? Just a day or so after the video of George Floyd's murder went viral everywhere, you then began to see the hashtag Black Lives Matter trending on every social media site. From your favorite celebrities, to Democratic politicians, to government officials, to even famously known large corporations were all using the hashtag. Was this all done in order to bring attention towards the issue of police brutality and the unfair treatment of the indigenous Nijis of Turtle Island? Or was this all done to bring attention to these large corporations, politicians, government officials, and your favorite celebrities? A distraction is defined as a diversion that prevents someone from giving their full attention to something. But another essential definition of the word distraction is an extreme agitation of the mind or emotions, a mental distress. This is why the American public is easily manipulated and influenced by the compelling events that they see on television and all throughout popular social media sites, emotionally dividing the mindsets of the public under a false sense of racial equality. Yeah, so, so, and just to add on, just to add on to that, and the, 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 the floor is open uh, over here on, uh, over here on Clubhouse, but just to add on to that, we have over ten thousand. We have over ten thousand black politicians in this country. Ten thousand. Black Lives Matter has made over ninety million dollars that just this year. What black family have they fed? What black family have they put in a home? Um, Lee Merritt and Benjamin Crump. I've been saying. I've been saying they sellouts. Benjamin Crump basically took the place of Al Sharpton. They're ambulance chasers. That's what they do. They're chasing the big bag. That's why little small cases, they're not going to be on the scene. If it doesn't get the type of publicity and the type of lamestream media push, then they're not there. They're not involved. And what's even more sad is that when they do, when you when you see... So so let, let, let me say this real quick about this. Um, because... Uh, Dan Galloway there, he talked, the, the, the last part he talked about was distraction. So 
this shit up in where was it minnesota um with the cop who thought she grabbed her taser and it was her gun distraction distraction let's stop it family there was a case a couple of years back with a white uh, a, a white male cop who did the same thing shot a guy and thought he had pulled his taser and and, and it was his gun so media is pushing this uh the chauvin case with 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 uh with uh george floyd distraction these are distractions the system been broke this is a distraction to get people over here so you ain't paying attention to the fucking reset that's going on over here and that's just what it is now right. we can sit here and we can we can sit here and try to try to the, the, the tiptoe around people's feelings and oh well man I he, she shot that guy I mean yeah yeah well we've had many die he's another one in a long list of brothers and sisters and children of black people out here who didn't died so here we are again waiting people distracted over here waiting to see what's going to happen that's a beggar's game. That's a beggar's game. Beggars wait to see what's going to happen. People in power, they make it happen. That's the difference. That's the difference. And so, so you know, let's not, when, when he talks about the distraction, that's all I see on the feed. Oh man, she, she, she knew that wasn't a taser. Of course she knew it wasn't a taser. When have they given a fuck about black life in this country? Like, like y'all people be acting like, like they care about black life. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's the only racist out here. Let's stop, man. Let's stop. They show us every day. Biden showed you when he gave them damn, when he gave the fake natives that $31 billion, he's showing you what he thinks about you. And, and, and the it's thing a lot is, of, uh, my people, can you play that beginning of that one, that reparations part? The or reparations? That, the first one, yeah. And then, because I got a lot of notes on everything else, but just that, you remember that beginning part when they were saying all Yeah, let me see. You know, you really have to give credit where credit is due concerning the way in which the United States government in conjunction with the mainstream media has done such a thorough job in convincing black Americans that demanding legislation that is exclusively for black Americans is somehow divisive reparations a comprehensive black agenda that exclusively benefits black Americans why that'll rip the country apart we're already a divided nation as it stands what about immigrants that arrived here over the last 50 years they didn't oppress you you know you're not the only ones that face discrimination in this country and let's not forget about the most terrifying reason and excuse of them all for why this is so divisive the white backlash even Obama deemed reparations a non-starter due to white resentment. Those were his exact words. Yet it's funny how white resentment and all the other excuses that I just stated never seems to play a role when it comes to why nothing gets done for other groups. Legislation, resources, and financial set-asides on the basis of race is only divisive when we're talking about doing it for black Americans. So I'm not gonna sit here and say, I'm gonna do something that's only gonna benefit black people. No. Some will even go as far as to call it unconstitutional. Meanwhile, as you can see on the screen right in front of you, the Senate passes largest investment in native programs in history, more than $31 billion heading to native communities. 
And this comes from the United States Committee on Indian Affairs. U.S. Senator Brian Schatz, chairman of the Senate Committee on Indian Affairs, helped secure more than $31.2 billion in dedicated funding for tribal governments and native communities, comprising the largest investment in history for native programs. The new funding will deliver immediate relief for hard-hit Native American families and support tribal nations as they build a bridge toward economic recovery. Native communities need relief. We listened and we took action. With more than $31 billion for tribal governments and native programs, the American Rescue Plan delivers the largest one-time investment to native communities in history, said Senator Schatz, a member of the Senate Appropriations Committee. This historic funding is a down payment on the federal government's trust responsibility to Native communities and will empower American Indians, Alaska Natives, and Native Hawaiians to tackle C-19's impact on their communities. The $31.2 billion investment in Native communities include $20 billion for tribal governments to combat C-19 and stabilize tribal community safety net programs through Treasury, State, and local C-19 relief fund, six-plus billion dollars for Native health systems, $1.248 billion for HUD tribal and Native Hawaiian housing programs, $1.1 billion for Native education programs, including Bureau of Indian Education tools, tribal education agencies, tribal colleges and universities, Native Hawaiian education programs, and Alaska Native education programs, $1-plus billion for Native families, $900 million for Bureau of Indian Affairs programs, $600 million for Native communities' critical economic and infrastructure investment, $600 million for Native communities' critical economic and infrastructure investments, $20 million to mitigate the impact of C-19 on Native languages, and $19 million for Native communities' efforts to combat domestic violence. Now, you know what's really interesting about this is how quietly this all happened. No grandiose congressional hearings, no national polling to see how the American people feel about this, and no mainstream media coverage. The American government just quietly slipped $31 billion to the Native American community. And you know what's even more interesting is that they didn't even have to ask for it. No worldwide global protests, no cities burning down to the ground, but just like that, here goes $31 billion for your problems. Yeah, so, so, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's so disrespectful. Facts, facts. Yeah, and, and so, and so, and this is what I'm saying, like with these other distractions, we worried about a cop getting locked up but we are economically decapitated as a community. But we begging for a cop, the police force is born out of the goddamn slave patrols. So they've been racist, racism been here. It didn't start with Trump as they had to get Trump out of office to get Biden in. So the racism didn't start with Trump. As a matter of fact, Biden's done more with his fucking crime bills to jack off the goddamn black community, particularly black men. So they give 31 billion to the to the to the fake natives because we're the real natives. We were here first. Been here. We've been here putting in work. Whoa. 
We've been here putting in work. So, and, and nobody wants to talk about that, just as we're the real Jews as well. Yeah, those two things can't occupy the same fucking space when you got knowledge yourself. Go ahead, go ahead, family. It was organic. Nah, I just I push back on that statement right there. I, I need some more evidence to substantiate what you was talking about. I don't think we, the black people were here before Native Americans. That's a bit of a stretch. I'm gonna need some sort of I need something to substantiate that. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, nope. I'm going to uh, what what I'm gonna do, brothers? I'm gonna move you to the audience because. You're going to need something to substantiate. You got a goddamn computer in your hand. You got a goddamn computer in your hand, literally walking around. It can run a Fortune 500 uh, company. Um, You got libraries. Um, We got Dr. John Henry Clark. We got Dr. Amos Wilson. We got, um, um, uh, I mean, there's so many scholars. We got... um, uh, and the books. Group. I mean, are you out of yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, too late. Right? Like, like, and, and, and no disrespect <laughs> to you, brother, you know what I'm saying? But just understand, like, you're not in a place where there's no scholarship in this room, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're we talking to scholars, brother. I mean, no. they read they came before Columbus. No, D, you know D, it's D, it, it's absolutely total fucking disrespect for a brother to get on this platform, a black man in this country to get on this platform and say that he needs more proof that black people weren't here first. He fucking disrespected everybody in his in this room. His bitch ass stays in the audience. I'm on I'm on I'm on my king shit tonight, fam. He, he talking about before Native Americans. The, 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 the idea is not that we were here before Native Americans. The idea is that we are the Native Americans. Facts. Facts. Exactly. I don't understand where 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 you think the separation lies. Any place on this any place on this planet, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say any place besides. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say besides Asia, everywhere else on this planet where you see a mass of people who are uh, who have that mulatto complexion is because of European colonization and and, and them uh, uh, fucking uh, diluting the gene pool of the heavily melanated people who already existed on that continent. That's not a, that's not a secret, bro. We circumnavigated the entire globe as African people before there was ever a European on this planet. So shut that bullshit up. And just to add to what you're saying, the, uh, even in Asia, if you look, research the Yang Dynasty, they were all melanated people. So you can you can definitely look that I mean, up. We're in the only reason why the Aborigines Hold up, hold up. Let's, let's do, yeah, go ahead. My bad, BT. I'm, I'm gonna cut you off, but but uh, to the only reason why I the only reason why I made that distinction. Is because only because I haven't done the due knowledge as to how Asian people became the phenotype that they are now. I was just pointing out the fact that everywhere else, I know for a fact that it's because of European colonization. But I don't know. I don't necessarily know the history of Europeans versus Asians because, as far as I know, um, going as far back as I know, you know, Europeans. I mean, uh, Asians are the ones that gave Europeans gunpowder to fuck us over in the first place. So it, it may be through the same route in terms of. You know how their phenotype changed from being African people, which I which I do know. Um, but that that was the only reason I made that distinction, brother. But go ahead, BT. No, let let me uh, real quick, BT. Let me cut in. So so the rules of the rules of my room. Let's start there. Um, the first rule is no disrespect to black women ever. The second rule is that 
if somebody, because you, D, you made a statement and it's accurate. There's scholars in this room. We ain't playing with this shit. We do this shit on a regular. This is how I live my life. So if somebody makes a statement, the onus isn't on, if I make a statement up here on this stage, the onus isn't on me to prove a motherfucking thing. Once I make the statement, the onus is on you to disprove what the fuck I'm saying. And guess what? We're probably going to be in this room for two or three hours because these rooms run like that. I'm at my laptop right now. That means you have time to go look up what I said and disprove it. But to get on my stage and say, you're going to have to give me some more information. I don't have to give you a fucking thing. I don't get, I don't have to give a motherfucking thing because I'm a warrior. I do this shit every day and I put my life on the line every day. So I don't have to give nothing. The onus is on you to look that shit up. Go ahead, BT. Yeah, I just um, wanted to speak on a lot of the points that from what you played, uh, it was some some crazy stuff. One of them, I mean, the, talking about the reparations to everyone else and how we've been tricked to believe it's supposed to be that way. Like everyone thinks, and he, he when he said it, he was like, you know, we fit, no, let's include everyone else. No, we need to talk about us. We got to be specific. And that's why I was happy about that part. Uh, the Black Lives Matter thing we knew, we just didn't know the depths of it. And I'm happy he really dug into that. Um, I like when we talked about the leadership groups being paid off uh, and being infiltrated. You know, we got to start checking that. The gatekeepers in the boule. Facts. Um, we got to follow these money trails and hold these folks accountable and call their ass out publicly. Uh, the brainwashing that has happened to us as far as not wanting to hear that we deserve something, it's it has to be addressed because it's a mental thing. The bootstrapism, um, and people need to understand that it's a debt that's owed to us. So we're not crazy. Like you said, we are the chosen ones. No one wants to talk about that, though. But um, let me see. They're trying to keep us traumatized with the distractions. And so when you said that about the shootings, it's like it, they're doing it on purpose because this is not mentally okay for us to constantly see these murders whether staged or not because no other race has to deal with that uh that's all i got for now brothers thanks You're right. yeah. yeah you need to get organic up out of here brother if i was moderating i, I, I get him out of here you gotta get him out of here Chief. i thought i thought you were moderator i'm so, my, my apologies that was cool damn um yeah i think he's gone now but um yeah facts um yeah, I mean, I mean, in this, in this day and time, I ain't got time to play with black men who who makes make frivolous statements like that when there's when there's so much proof um, of our. I mean, we've been here millions of years. The, the the actually the newest person on the planet is the is the Caucasian, the hybrid Caucasian, and so I don't I don't got time to play with these niggas, man, who don't have knowledge itself and who haven't studied our history, and that's part of the problem. That's why we're in the condition that we're in. And guess what? That shit resonates and goes down to our children. So they suffer because of a nigga's lack of knowledge because he don't want to do the study. Then he'll get on my type, a, a dude like me who's strong, who's solid. He'll get on my page and I got to show and prove to you something. I'm not showing nothing. You can get these nuts, nigga. Real talk. Hold on, you see down there, bro. You see down there. <laughs> 
right now this shit is serious it's wartime and if, and if and if a person doesn't know what they need to do is sit back and listen and then go get a pen I, I i mentor a 13 year old child right now who every time i talk to this child he got he got a pen and paper in his hands he's writing taking notes the adults is fucked up man wealth you want to go ahead wealth yeah um yeah, that was an appropriate action. You know, there's always going to be detractors and distractors trying to disrupt. So I, I definitely agree that was an appropriate action. But going back to the to the um, the segment that was played um, with, with with them giving all this money to the Native American, what the so-called Native Americans, um, I, I want to say that the enemy is never going to use their tools of war to help us. And what I mean by that is, is every media outlet, every mainstream media outlet, is a tool of the enemy, you know, and, and it's designed to set the narrative. Now, I, I, I observe, I, I observe uh, trends and patterns, and I can say, like, within the last three to five years, us as a people have been moving away from their institutions, supporting their systems, and coming together uh, as a collective. And and economically, is one of those ways we've also been doing that. We've been supporting Black by Black more. Um, uh, investing in each other and 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 coming together on our in our own in our own platforms uh, to discuss our own matters, and as a result of that, you know, you got to understand that Black people has always been the engine, the economic engine of America, and I would say even probably the world. You know, they we were the biggest consumers and still are. So what I noticed in the last three to five years is that with that happening, you know, there's a, there's a huge decline on their side and the enemy is is obsessive with watching the numbers you know what i mean so because of that we've actually been rising inside of our own effort right we've been rising economically inside of our own effort apart from what they're doing apart from running to them for opportunities so when they see these numbers changing uh uh and you know every time they do that that uh census they want to know how much you make and how much people you got living with you right and what you're doing all that stuff they're tracking the trends right so i think we are we i think in a sense and this is not to say take your take our foot off the gas but i think that we've been making a bigger impact than we give ourselves credit for and these moves that you see uh even this move right here with the native american bill and and the recent move in New York with giving um, illegals the, the, the 15,000 and change, you know what I mean, giving all these groups uh, uh, preference and, and, and economic lift-ups uh, <laughs> over. It's, 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 this tide is to lift, to, to put us back at a low state by lifting up, giving welfare to all the other groups that can't compete. And I, I don't think we've given ourselves enough credit to see that that's why they're doing what they're doing, and we got to keep the path. We got to keep, we got to keep beating this drumbeat and heading in that direction of moving back in separation from them and building our own. Hmm. That's a great. That's a great. That's a great point, uh, wealth. Uh, because I because they're not in that, and so because they're not showing that, we don't necessarily get to see that side unless we're just actually in it. Um, which is why we can't depend on lamestream media for 
a lot of our information, uh, uh, good information like that, because they're de they're not going to ever show that. They're not going to ever show us progressively moving forward, uh, moving away from the system, um, and the the um, increased wealth that some are gaining during this, especially with especially uh, in the realm of cryptocurrency. So that's a that that's absolutely a great point. Uh, Yasha, you wanted to add. No, I'm just listening right now. Okay. So, so, you know, when we talk about uh, um, the the money owed to us, uh, and it can let's be honest, it can never be repaid because they owe us the whole, they owe us all the land back, uh, first and foremost. Um, the lives that have been lost, you can't, you just those those things can't be repaid. Um, <clears throat> so we we actually are owed the planet back, honestly, Europe as well. Um, and if people really know the history, um, yeah, we've been to all we've been to all facets. If you go back, they even right now they keep the 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 uh, indigenous Aboriginal Black Chinese. They keep them hidden in the mountains. And if you look at China, if you look at Asia, over the last hundred and fifty to two hundred years, go back two hundred years and bring it up today. And I've said this before on another uh, uh, in another room that we had, that if you just go back and come up today, you'll see the lightning of the Asian people. They were darker. So we've been all over this planet. For, and for somebody to not know that, well, you know now. We've been here. Um, and, 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 and got the pyramids to prove it. Go ahead, D. No, I was just going to say... Um... The, the Olmecs, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and every, every culture has some reference to uh, African ancestry. You know, it, like you said, you know, the Asians, they acknowledge the fact that their ancestors are African people. Like, they know that, you know? And then um, the fucking, uh, the samurais, you, you had to be, you had to be black to be a fucking samurai. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And, uh, um, there's just, there's just uh, too much evidence, but as far as the, as far as the, um, as far as the monies are concerned. So we got one group who's, when, when you look at the parallel of this, you got one group who obviously is not going to do, uh, and I like how, I like the fact, the way this brother broke it down, basically saying they didn't even have to ask. Like this was done behind the scenes. There was no loud screaming. You know, it was it, so so basically showing how easy it is to pass some shit like this. They didn't have to go through any long term studies about this, that, and that. Well, we'll study it for the next five to seven years. They passed it. They pushed it. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, you got ten. You got ten thousand black political representatives in this country and we can't get shit done. Yeah, I said 10,000 black politicians around the country. We have more politicians around, we have more politicians around the country than the damn Asians, the Native Americans and the Hispanics combined. And there's nothing in our favor. We literally, literally Black people right now are begging and praying for this cop Chauvin to get found guilty. 
begging and praying for this white she-devil who missed her taser hoping that they charge her and, 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 and take her in front of a court of law. Like this is, and, and so you, then you got Black Lives Matter. A sellout organization has done nothing for black people. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think one of their founders, one of the Black Lives Matter members is asked for an investigation to be pushed on one of the founders for all the homes that she's buying outside of the country, all the mansions she's buying. So she got on her church shit got the money, got the bag, decided that she wanted to be a goddamn pastor because that's what they do. They get the bag and start buying mansions and cars and shit with the people's money. I mean, and this is, this, is the, this is kind of the reality that we're looking at right now, presently. Enemies on both sides, both with black skin and white skin. Enemies on all sides. Go ahead, Will. No, I was just going to say, I uh, didn't mean to cut you. Um, I was just going to say, when it comes to the whole Black Lives Matter, the organization, see, we, we, we missed the, set, the shell game trick, right? Black Lives <laughs> Matter started as a hashtag movement that all of us were getting behind. And anything that's exclusively us, the enemy is going to infiltrate it and try to take that over, co-opt it, mm -hmm. right? And that black hashtag sign was, it was moving around the world at like warp speed. And, and it started being a rally point for our people to convalesce around to, to, to push our fight. And what they did is they took the hashtag movement and incorporated the phrase into a nonprofit organization, which was very separate than the movement. See, the movement didn't have a leader. The movement was on principle. When mm -hmm. they incorporated it, now the corporation had a leader, had a group, and then they were able to steer this, 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 this uh, copy, this imitation of what we thought was the same entity. We thought it was the same movement, but it, they, the, and the media helped that process by calling it Black Lives Matter, not making, not differentiating between the hashtag movement, which was organic and grassroots, and the, the nonprofit corporation, which was something that they put in there to, to, to derail us. You know what I mean? So oftentimes this is going to happen. The enemy knows if left to our own devices, we outpace them like 10 times around. We, we, we just, we outwork them, we outbuild them, we out everything. So what they have to do is they have to get in, the, anytime they see us doing for ourselves and withdrawing, like for instance, what I mentioned not too long ago about the fact that I believe that we, we are, us withdrawing our, our financial and economic support, their structures is crippling them. Yeah. And, 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 and because of that, now they got to uplift all of these other groups. See, they can't leave us alone because to leave us alone means we dominate because we're dominant by nature. Yeah, I, I think, too, I think, too, there was a um, w one thing that the enemy has done. Um, they're very crafty, so <clears throat> I can't remember who said it. But it was somebody who said that if you want to control a move, movement, start it. And uh, they proved that with the feminist movement <laughs> uh, when they put when they paid Gloria Steinem to go out there and uh, 
and she, you know, she tri- and and again, you can look it up. Uh, look up Gloria Steinem in the feminist movement. As a matter of fact, she exposed the CIA because I think they stopped paying her or something. And she was like, well, if they didn't want me to say anything, they should have kept paying me. It was something to that effect. But yeah, they put her out there as the face of the movement <laughs> to trick black women, particularly uh, another ploy to break up the black family. And, and it had some other ploys in the white community as well. But 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 it really, I, I, I'm not concerned about them. I'm concerned about our community. So it really affected our community uh, more so with, with the type of uh, uh, jargon and rhetoric that was being put out. And so with Black Lives Matter, um, yeah, well, you, there, there's, a, there, there's a, quite a bit of validity to what you say, uh, but they actually hijacked, they actually hijacked it in Ferguson. That was when they really became, um, when, they, when they were in Ferguson because Darren Seals and the grassroots organization up there, they had been doing work. They were already on the scene, so when when Mike Brown was murdered up there, this was the opportunity. And I think that, uh, uh, that um, what's his name, McKeeson, who was just on, he speaks about that. Like that was their opportunity to, that's kind of when they, their claim to fame, when they really, you know, started to make traction because they, they hijacked that. And Darren Seal talks about it before his death um, and a few other uh, activists. And it's interesting because as they're exposing uh, as they're exposing Black Lives Matter, uh, the Ferguson grassroots organizations, or, or at least grassroots uh, 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 activists, what I think six or seven of them ended up dead, which is another another uh, uh, mechanism used by the system of white racism. People just end up dying, you know, and and. and it's all the same, like it's some type of suicide or something like that. I think in these cases, uh, there was two two cases, I think, that, where they died the same. Uh, they were shot and then the car set on fire. Um, and, and so it's, it's just the one the one brother was uh, he was young. He wasn't even involved. I think his mom was involved in the in the in the uh, as she was a grassroots activist. Um, they hung him. I think in the backyard or in the front yard, backyard where she could see it. I mean, it was just, you, you know, the, these activists were just getting knocked off. Uh, I've yet to see anybody from Black Lives Matter get knocked off. But then again, I've yet to see George Zimmerman get knocked off either. So um, nobody's really getting knocked off who, you know, in that room. Yeah, so um, uh, go ahead, Wealth. You were saying something, I think. No, I was. You, you already touched on it. You already touched on it when you talked about them knocking off uh, the the grassroots um, activists um, when they started out, and the fact that the the organization Black Lives Matter was a was a fraud. So you already touched on it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd like to add to uh, add a little bit to you, Raymond. Um, Please. To what you and, and to what Wealth was saying. Uh, from my personal experience, you know, what I'm saying because when the Mike Brown and all of Ferguson and all that kicked off. I was in the streets and I was organizing and we had masses of people up and down Chinatown in D.C. We, had, we was all in front of the Capitol up and down the National Mall and we had um, we, we had a, a security team um, and we started noticing certain things throughout the crowd. So y'all know how with uh, you know with the George Floyd and a lot of these uh, 
you know, so-called protests, how they have those Antifa members and all that come in and start riots and start breaking shit. Yeah. You know, start changing the narrative to make it look like it's a violent situation. Um, this, what, what, what we started noticing um, at that time, this, it, who was it? Oh, it was a brother named Raphael Briscoe here in D.C. It wasn't long after uh, Mike Brown situation who had got murdered. And, um, you know, we're in the streets and the type of calls that we had, you know, I mean, I've, I've evolved so far from the whole protesting shit, but I would have to say that the type of shit that we were saying in the streets was really antagonistic and we was really out there on some militant shit, yeah. you know. And so um, we, we, we was out there screaming shit like, you know, um, I don't get into it, but we, we started noticing that there was people, there was small groups of people who were chanting Black Lives Matter in the crowd to try to get the crowd to change what they were saying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And this was like while it was while it was a hashtag. Like I, I don't I don't think at this time there was a such thing as a Black Lives Matter um, organization or movement. Okay. At the time, I remember it just being a hashtag, and we used to talk about how weak it was. You know that people were screaming that shit. But I remember specifically being groups of you know mixed groups of people. You know, white people, a couple black people sprinkled in, and they'd be out there, Black Lives Matter. We're like, what the fuck are you talking? That ain't what we saying out here. You know, and you got some people that would kind of mm. you know. Um, tune into their to their little chant and start saying it but you it eventually it'll die out. But on top of that, um I mentioned it in another room about how um, you know, we had these weekly meetings that we had and uh, there was a young lady who reached out to me because she wanted to come and speak at one of our meetings. Mm. Um and she told me that she was from Black Lives Matter. Um and I, I didn't know anything about the organization at the time, but I figured, you know, it was a topic that we'd be interested in, you know, at least hearing her speak about. So she came in and she started out asking the room if we knew what intersectionality was. Mm. That's how she started the conversation. That's how she started the conversation. Actually, no, 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 scratch that, rewind. She started the conversation with, um, she started making the point that race is a social construct. That's what she started with. And I remember trying to, I remember trying to push back. And um, the guy who's a chair of organization kind of wanted me to relax and let her finish her point. And so she went from the racial, so from race being a social construct to intersectionality. And that was the first time I'd ever heard that word. Mm. Um, and so we ended up having a whole conversation around it because everybody in our group were on code. You know, we already know what we talk about every week, what we be on, the type of energy we come with. Right. And so for her to be here speaking to us just showed that she right, had no idea right. who the fuck she was talking to. And so she with this intersectionality said, so she starts explaining. And, and she, it's like intentionally they try to put the, uh, you know, they try to put the real the real haymaker at the end of the combo. You know what I'm saying? They give you a couple little jabs, a couple little hooks. You know what I'm saying? And they hit you with that pile. And and that's what it was. And that, that haymaker was her saying that inter- intersectionality was about um, whatever you are, uh, whatever different things that you identify with. Um, pretty much you, you, you uh, acknowledging every inter- intersection of, of who you are in terms of like your demographic. Mm. So if you're a man and you're black, then your intersection is that you're a black man, you know? So it's like, okay, that's simple enough. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in a certain, if you're in, in the poverty level and you're black and you're um, elderly, then you're at the intersection of those three things. And so it's okay. I get that. Cool. Cool. And then it's okay. So since you understand that, so if you're black and you're trans, you know, then you have to be represented in those spaces. So we can't have black spaces 
that aren't open to trans people because we have to acknowledge the intersectionality of mm. our people. And that's, and that's what it bled. It was like, whoa, bitch, you get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? So I start speaking out. So the, the way, the way I, you know, I try to be diplomatic, you know, just like with the, with the brother that we just booted the fuck up out of here. I try, I try to be diplomatic with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then, <laughs> you know how it goes. Right, right, so right, I, right. So with the sister, I was like, uh, I was like, you know, yeah. hold on a second. Like, where, where do you where do you see the idea of uh, gender preference or whatever you want to call it? How is that even an intersection? Because that's not that's not something that's a natural identity. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these things that are those are social constructs. You know, those right. are things that we shouldn't acknowledge as, as our as our. Uh, our natural identities or whatever. So she mentioned some shit about, and this, and this is how we're so, we end up so confused because people use these sciences that we are, that we validate with our scholarship and they, they piggyback off of that shit and create pseudosciences underneath those umbrellas right. by saying, okay, universal law has the law of gender. And this is what, this was her argument. And I'm going to tell her how, I'm going to tell you how, how I rebuttaled it. Her argument was that universal law, and this is in front of the whole room, me and her going back and forth. So universal law states, I mean, uh, the the law of gender states that, uh, you know, there's homosexuality um, and then there's heterosexuality on the the spectrum of universal law Hmm. in terms of the law of gender. Does Does that sound, does that even sound right? Hell no. You're saying on and, and on the natural law of gender, one end of the spectrum is heterosexuality and the other is homosexuality. What the hell are you talking about? Logic. So trap. I pulled exactly a logic trap. So I pulled up the um, the cabalion on my phone, and I read the law of gender, and I and I pointed out the fact that that spectrum has nothing to do with sexuality at all. Gender and sexuality don't even aren't even the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, right. I, mean, I mean, in the sense of nature and biology, you know what I mean? It's, it's not what the fuck gender means. It doesn't have anything to do with, with uh, you know, masculinity and femininity aren't a sexual thing. They're, they're energetic. You know what I mean? So that's what I pointed out was that that spectrum is not homosexuality and heterosexuality. It's masculine energy and feminine energy. Right. And those are not two extremes that have absolutes to them. There's no place that just says, that just stops and says, okay, this is as masculine as you can get. Boom, this is as feminine as you can get. And these are the ends of the spectrum, right. right? And anything along that spectrum does not waver in sexuality. It wavers in the concentration of energy that can, that's contained in that in that energetic being. So as a man, as a man, I am masculine, and I have a balance of feminine energy because right. of the nature of who we are in terms of duality. Right. So the, right. Uh, along that spectrum is I can either be a masculine man or I can be a feminine man. Now, what this society has done is taken the idea of femininity in, in terms of, you know, men that are that have feminine traits or whatever the case was. And they twisted that shit to make it like these niggas is gay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or, mm. or, or, or for not even I'm, I'm not going to say that because that implies that somebody is labeling as, as gay. But for a dude to recognize femininity in himself and to say that means that I'm gay. The danger in that is that all these single mother homes where all where boys are being raised around nothing but women and they pick up these, you know, these feminine um, uh, mannerisms and shit like that. Um, we're, we're in a society where it ra- that, that society would rather deem that young child, he could be five, six, seven, nine years old, like, like D-Wade's son, 
and take those feminine traits and say that means that he's he's a uh, he's on the the homosexual side of the spectrum, as opposed to saying that he's just a feminine boy. You mm. see what I'm saying? Right, right. And so yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of the argument that that that, that was the, the position that I took in that conversation. But it's crazy because in hindsight. I see all of those different efforts that Black Lives Matter was making on the grassroots level. They were hijacking the movement on the grassroots level before it became an organization. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like these niggas, these motherfuckers was literally trying to insert themselves in these conversations and in these rallies and shit like that to, to divert the narrative from something militant to something that was that had nothing to do with black people at all in terms of our plight. It was just straight up, okay, how, how can we take all this energy that you guys have and how can we make this about something completely different? Exactly. We can bring up an intersection. This We're going to slap an intersection right in the middle of this whole shit with this intersectionality shit and make you turn either right or left with, with, with this bogus-ass pseudo-scientific information that I'm giving. So that's that's the type of shit that we that we be dealing with then. And like the shit spirals so fast out of control where... I literally remember seeing, you know, the Crips and Bloods having truces and, you know, developing organizations together Bats. and all these, I mean, all over the, fuck. I, I, I remember having chills just watching, uh, just tapping in on social media to all these different organizations that was just forming and, 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 and joining forces. I'm like, yo, this is like the revolution is now, nigga. I really felt like it was happening. Right. You know, and, and, uh, and I know that that energy was felt across the board and they knew what to do, but you know what I mean? The, the, the psyop was real. They watered that shit down. Yeah. So yeah. And and deep, deep, you know, you you spot on. That's definitely one of the tools that they use is, is to confuse us, right? They gonna inject some some nonsense to 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 derail that energy and to send it off into another direction, diffuse it off in another direction. And going back to the type of trick trick by them and our own, you know, how they trick us, that's one of the ways they trick us. But if you also remember last year in in in, in um, the George Floyd uh, when we I don't even know what to call it but when we activated as a people <laughs> right when what, who, what what you saw a lot of times cops was getting or law enforcement not necessarily cops but law enforcement was getting caught dressed up like civilians yep instigating uh uh uh, 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 uh violence in certain areas burning down shit like. All of a sudden, just bricks, you know, bricks showing up. Pallets and bricks. Talk about, like, yeah, just pallets and pallets of bricks just showing up out of nowhere, right? And and they wasn't put there. They they was put there. Hopefully, that we would fall for the trap once one or two of those 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 secret agents in the crowd. They would be the first ones to pick the bricks up and throw them. But what was happening that they didn't expect was when they started, the crowd would g-check that individual. And one time they ran this one off, and guess where he ran to? He ran right behind the police line, and they protected him. Yeah, yeah. Right. I remember seeing that video. Yeah, and at the same time in New York, in uh, the same time because I'm in New York, so at the same time in New York, um, there was a lot of pushback against the NYPD. Right, there was a lot of pushback against the NYPD. So, like they, 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 like you know, they was big mad after they couldn't stop and frisk no more and all that. But then, guess what starts happening right after that? Like the defund the police and all that hit, and 
all of a sudden now you got all these videos of these unmarked cars that suspiciously look like the DT, the undercover police cars, because if you live in New York, you know what they look like, right? They all look about the same, right? So all of a sudden, all these unmarked cars with no license plates is plowing through people in the streets and, yep. and, and there's drive-by shootings and these same type of cars, but somehow nobody's getting caught, though, even though New York City got a, got a camera on every corner. At least a hundred of them, if you in Manhattan. So this is how they catch you, because the minute you drive off, you you know, in one block, your, your license plate is on like twenty different cameras. So they'll just go to the nearby uh, businesses, and and they'll get that they'll get that camera footage, and they can track down whoever's doing it. Like same day, same day, right? But for some reason, some reason, all of a sudden now, this oh look, you defunded the police, so now there's all this spike in violence in New York. But we can't catch nobody that's doing it. Like, okay, all right. I mean, look, common sense ain't common these days, but at a certain level, we got to realize, like, look, this is what's happening. This is what they do to infiltrate and to change the narrative, right? So, I mean, we, 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 I think what we got to do is we got to stop letting those distractions take us off the mission. Right, because that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's designed to take us off the mission of self-empowerment, empowering our people, moving towards a cause that 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 liberates us from their control, and that's really what the mission is. Yeah, you know, with that situation in Minnesota, with, right right after George Floyd, um, I actually had gotten a, a call from a brother who was with the family, and he said that they were actually having a peaceful vigil. He said they were having a peaceful vigil, and he said all of a sudden, it mu I think he said like five o'clock, five six o'clock. Um, all of a sudden, all these Somalians showed up, and then these whites, white boys with 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 the black mask on, <clears throat> and he said they were having a peaceful vigil. He said when they showed up, all hell broke loose. They started throwing bricks, and he, yeah, I, I remember he said, you know, Somalians are like professional rock throwers, and 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 I, I was just, I, I thought that that was kind of, I thought that that was kind of, you know, uh, a little humorous. But he said, yeah, he said we were having a peaceful. He said we, he said he was with some of the family. They was just having a peaceful vigil. They weren't, you know, and, and they weren't on nothing. And he said, all of a sudden, it was just like this this group of people just showed up and boom, it was on and popping. And that's intentional because it just doesn't happen like that. So that's intentional. That's planned. It's organized. Um, and, you know, and then it's put on television, the one-eyed devil. I mean, they did the same thing with, 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 with uh, you know, Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle. You know, he, he, he was brokering truces between the Crips and the blood. Yeah. But I think his, 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 his um, good heartedness, naivete, you know, he brought in the LAPD in that discussion. And it was no coincidence that, that, that the guy who killed him was an informant for the LAPD. But people don't see the connection. You know, what I mean, they do not want us to come together and unite. And, and we, we, you know, and, and unfortunately, a lot of times they use these agents. But now I'm, I'm seeing more and more videos of 
of because they know we, we we learn fast. So you know, I'm seeing more and more videos of how they they making these uh, black silicone bodysuits. Yeah. That literally they put it on like a bodysuit and it's a mask. Most times it's a bald headed black guy, but it's a white guy under there. Yeah. And they perpetrate these crimes. You see a lot of yeah. these, these crimes they, where somebody is a, a supposedly assaulting an Asian, but either they don't catch them or they catch them and then you don't hear nothing else about it. Right? So since when don't the media uh, sensationalize whenever they catch a black person doing something? Right? So, you know, like, we, we just got to be aware of the propaganda. You know what I mean? And and understand that, that it, the reason behind it Right. The reason behind it is to have us questioning our own, to put us in that fair state, to give other groups a license to target us. You know what I mean? But we in this by ourselves regardless. Right. But just understanding what the situation is, is it having awareness of what's happening is going is, is gonna leave you more prepared so you're not in that confused state because a confused mind takes no action. Yeah, and, and, and when you talk about those bodysuits, uh, a couple of things, well, uh, those bodysuits, if you uh, remember back a couple of years ago, might have been around two, 2018, 19, uh, remember those incidents in Chicago where people, like mass groups of people were just getting shot? And the, in, the interesting thing about that is that they all happened on like weekends or holiday weekends. Like it was like the gang, it, it, you know, and, and for, for, you know, the talk in Chicago about gangs, it was like the gangs took the, took the week off and just decided that they were going to, you know, smash shit on holiday weekends. Like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, and so when we talk about those bodysuits, you know, there's definitely an agenda where people are going into communities, uh, uh, you know, committing heinous crimes. We had the white dude who uh, dressed up and put a mad black mask on and was robbing banks. And I think his girlfriend exposed him and, and he that's how he got caught. But they were looking for a black man. <laughs> so so uh, this 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 is real. I mean, um, you also got to be aware now. And this is why I say we have so many, so many, um, so many obstacles um, you know, with these Asian, with these Asian hate crimes, which I, uh, again, another distraction, but intentionally perpetrated. There is intentional perpetration of these acts because they want to, if you notice, if people could just get their head out of the sand and stand on their feet, if, if you notice whenever this government or whenever the system wants to push an agenda, all of a sudden shit starts happening. Biden wants to push an agenda to, 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 to take guns, then all of a sudden there, there's these weird shootings that happen up in the Capitol. Weird shootings happen around the country, which now propels, oh, we get, we got to take the guns. Look at what's going on. Um, so they're talking about Asian, Asian hate crimes. Now all of a sudden you see these videos where somebody's just coming up randomly beating a 65-year-old Asian woman talking about you don't belong here. I mean, I'm not falling for that shit. I'm sorry. Right. I'm not going for that shit. It's easily see-through. And now they're trying to even uh, potentially come out. They're potentially trying to come out now with, uh, 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 and I say potentially uh, because there was a, the, the, the case I'm talking about ha actually happened in New York with the, um, 
I think it was, I believe it was New York that it happened uh, with 65-year-old Asian woman got beat down. Uh, and they're trying to punish the employees who were inside the building for not coming to aid and assist. So, New York. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so when we look at... got fired. Yeah, he, oh, oh, he did. Uh, yep. Wow. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Um, and so... Now, I see that. No, I, I was just going to say, like, like, um, so what they're saying is that um, the door was locked um, or or they shut the door um, instead of going out to help. The people inside were saying, well, we didn't know if the dude had a knife or nothing. So we called for help, but we weren't going to go out. Um, but when has a group of bystanders ever been punished for anything? I mean... Shit, I mean, if that's the case, if that's the case, then every yeah. cop, if that's the case, then every cop that jumps on a black person, well, then all the black bystanders need to, something needs to be happening because they sure need to be getting in on the cops. I mean, if we're going to go down that that's rabbit the hole, then, then 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 we need to that's just the keep that all the way real. Like, bystanders have never been punished, but now because they're pushing the Asian agenda, now all of a sudden, uh, you, you know, you got to jump in and help. I mean, it, it, this shit is so obvious; it's so see-through. And people fail to see the fucking they don't see it. that it, before before the Biden administration, there was never ever a mention of none of that type of shit. But instantly, <laughs> as soon as this motherfucker signed on, all the, like the day after the inauguration, all of a sudden it's an Asian hate problem. Right, right. And y'all, y'all know this. Go ahead, brother. I was just gonna say. Go ahead. It's crazy. Like y'all notice that the the slogan, the statement, "Stop Asian hate." There's really like literally no pushback from white America. The, just the statement "Black Lives Matter" was like the most divisive thing the country has seen. <laughs> that, that shit is wild. No, that that but even to take it a step further, you gotta understand, y'all. This is. It's all strategic. It's a page on Instagram called Asians with Attitudes. That's the name of this page. It has over like 200,000 followers. And there's some angry Asians. They say they're pan-Asian. They're tired of this shit. And they just post all this bullshit, all these things. And I'm just like, really? And they just mad. And they saying, we doing this stuff to them. They know white people are too, but they, they saying it's us more. And it's just all bullshit. And when you see the narrative of them putting us against each other, when they've when they been in our neighborhoods um, weaponized against us to have businesses and shit. Like, it's crazy. And, and and we ain't did nothing to them this whole time. But now we want to just beat them up. Come on, man. Hey. And don't nobody... Well, I, I we need, we read my PTR, man. Need, uh, they gave we them 50 million... We need... Uh, we need guns and ammunition for these crackers. And we need... Some some fucking uh, hand to hand martial art combat for these Asians, because <laughs> when it comes down to some hand to hand combat, if it ever comes down to it, you know what I'm saying these are these are areas in which you know it's it's a part of their culture, it's it's embedded into their culture to be able to um, not only protect themselves, but in the in the event of needing to be the aggressor, they got all the skills necessary. They know every they could poke your ass in the neck one time and kill your ass. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like for real, like we, we if 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 you're not already, you need to get in touch with somebody. If you can't fight, uh, yeah, get with it. 
stop eating that shrimp. And, and, and yeah, that, that, that's real. And two, um, we have to keep in, and I've been saying this. See, I, I, I told people, and, and I just saw it come up. I can't remember the brother who said it. I'm going to find you. But he said, uh, the Chinese is, is uh, brick cofane. Yeah. Biden's handler is the Chinese, is the Chinese. And I told people that he's in bed with the Chinese. He's trying to play this thing that they're going to put sanctions and shit on China. It's bullshit. He's in bed with him and his son, fucking whoever that crack smoking cracker is. They, they was in bed getting paid from the Chinese. They've been getting paid from them. And they had, they had kids in bed with them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Children. So they're pedophiles, too. But he's been in bed with them, just like he was in bed with Ukraine. And so, you know, they're pulling they're pulling the psyops with the Asian Asian hate, because what what the what the people don't understand is that they got a plan. They, They got a plan. This country has slowly been taken over from the inside out. The Trojan horse has already entered this bitch. It's being taken over from the inside out. And, you know, the, the, we've been the, in debt to China for how long? Yeah, exactly. And, and see, well, uh, family you know, China started poor, though. We helped them come up and then we got in debt with them. That's crazy shit. Yeah. And, and, and I family, mean, just in, the, just in the realm of global come. Oh, my bad. No, I was just going to say, we got to We got to see the strategy, too, on the chessboard. Right. Uh yeah, we, we observing what's going on on a low level, but when you look at the major chess strategy, the white numbers are in rapid decline because we know they can't, you know, we, they, like they dying off in rapid numbers. You know, the sun is killing them. They can't, they can't, they can't make babies. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they dying off. So you see what's happening with this whole black against Asian thing that they created is to deputize the Asian community as new white supremacists to help fight the black community as a buffer class, right? And that's what it's really doing. It's it's, it's deputizing them as a buffer class because if you look at the laws now, black people can get... And and not only that, it allows, uh, especially here in New York, where they're running out of reasons to target black people because a lot of those things, them tools been stripped, right? So now the new thing is Oh, if you insult an Asian, that's a hate crime. Since when is insulting a motherfucker in New York a crime? If that's the case, every New Yorker be locked up. Come on now. This is the city of insults, man. Come, I mean, mm-hmm. but you got to understand that that's, that's the bigger play. The bigger play is to deputize a large group of people that cannot genetically threaten white folks to step in and be that buffer class between them and the black community. Well, yeah, and they've been doing it for years. What this did is just it triggers triggering their anger against us because they've been that buffer class. You know, let's be clear. <laughs> That's where the model minority men well, came from. But well, if we now is it's hitting them against us. But I mean, if if we if we if we just t- really take a look at it, um, I don't see any separation between the two groups, and that's why I said go back two hundred years and come forward because you'll see the lightning you'll see the lightning of the skin of the Asians. Just just take a look, do that research. How did that happen? They're being they're being whitewashed and Asianed out too. And so when you when you go back to uh um when you go back when I played the uh the the um 
the reverend that day who was breaking down the black boule and he was talking about the nine families, the, the, the ninth family being the Lee family um, from the Asian community. Um, you know, these people are sitting at the table together, but they're all also sexually amalgamating together. And so there's there's yeah, gonna like be the there, there's going to be no there's going to be no real separation between them and the Asian. And then if you go to my video uh, with the brother uh, out of New Jersey um, and you have to go down on my app quite a ways probably to find it because it's I've, I've placed a lot of videos since I posted him. But he talks about um, we're the only ones we're the only ones on the planet with different DNA. The Europeans, the Asians, they, they, we, we're the only ones who, who are different from theirs. And he broke it. He completely broke that shit down, man. And so, yeah, they're going to be aligned against us. But guess what? Guess what? That's the, that's, that's the problem that we can't see that shit. Because, yeah, they're gonna, the Asians have been aligned against us. But so have the fucking Arabs. So have the Indians. Shit, the Mexicans are aligned against us in this country. So we, we, I, you know, it all goes back to Dr. John Henry Clark. We have no fucking friends. Thanks. And guess what? There's a boule class that's aligned against us too. Them niggas got to go too. So when we talk about, when we talk about unification, we have to, we have to realize that no, all of these niggas is not going to be on, on, on unification. And this brother says it, um, th this, this brother says it best right here. Love this brother. Stop dancing, niggas. Somebody has to call these niggas out. But some of you are so connected to them, or you want something from them, or you want favor from them, or you want to be recognized by them. If you don't stand up for the liberation of our people, then the hell with any nigga. I don't care who he is or where he is, the hell with him if he won't stand up for the liberation of our people. Dr. Khalid Muhammad, man, I love that brother. Living spirit. Yeah. He is my absolute favorite speaker. Oh, yeah. That's 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 I feel like I'm possessed by that man's spirit every day. Yeah. My life. Oh God. Imagine. But 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 he'll trump that white man off so eloquently. But uh hey, Yurima, a great point that that man has made. Um you know the whole idea of uh you know, we assume that if we were to just eradicate the system, that all things would be well. You know what I'm saying? If we're able to overthrow the government or, you know, disrupt the IMF or whatever the fuck. If we just can just take down this world power, this, this, this white supremacist structure. Um, but he refers to that as a spider web and how, you know, we can tear down a spider web. But without killing the spider, then what the fuck is the spider going to do? It's going to build another web. Exactly. That, that, that spiders and, and you know beyond the surface I've, I've analyzed that statement beyond the surface and beyond just the fact that as long as white people exist that this structure can continue to, to be perpetuated um, but the mentality you know what I'm saying the European mind as long as the European philosophy and the western world view exists um, you know the former is, is the case so yeah, man. It ain't, it, ain't the, it ain't the fucking system. It ain't the web. It's the spot. This is, this is true, D. And at the same time, that, that they, they are parasites. 
And there are parasites that can only live on what we produce. And mm. if you want to kill that parasite, separate them from the host. So see, by us separating from them in as many ways as possible, mm. physically, economically, um, stop tuning in to they, to they like television and they, and they fake news, right? Like stop allowing their ideology to penetrate your mind gate and completely as much as you can move towards our people and, and doing with us and for us, yes. right? And blocking them out of that, of that circle, that, that, that cipher, they gonna starve to death. They gonna start to eat their own. Mm. And this is why I think you see such a large pushback. You know, like I said, over the last couple of years, guess what? A lot of sisters put down the weave. A lot of black folks stopped going, especially after last year. A lot of black folks stopped going to the Chinese food restaurants. Thanks. All right. If you understand how much billions of dollars they lost because they couldn't feed off of us, then this whole new dynamic of this Asian hate thing started to make a lot more sense. Mm. The violence that, that's being perpetrated against us now, trying to give the police, the slave catchers, another excuse to go out there and round up the Negroes, right? It makes more sense because we're not feeding them no more like we used to. They're getting hungry. Hungry people violent. Hmm. Right? But we got to keep on removing ourselves from them. So all this integration and intersectional nonsense that they spit is to get us to keep feeding them again. Yeah. And it's not working. It's not working. Right? And we just got to keep beating that drum to let the people know it's not working. We are moving away from them. And we got to continue to move away from them. And once that parasite is 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 is, is hungry enough, he's gonna get weak. But I, but they the parasite also get dangerous. It's also gonna get desperate. As we move away, we gotta figure out a way to protect ourselves. You know, get on the defensive and the offensive. Because you know, the one thing that that I feel pathetic about the the thing that you know makes me so shameful is that you know we don't do enough to to you know, respect the spirits of our, uh, of our, uh, what's the brother, uh, Micah Xavier Johnson, or, you know, the brother from the LAPD. And, you know, when we have our babies killed in the streets, you know, we make a big fuss about it. Christopher Dorner. You know, we want to go, uh, Christopher Dorner, we want to go get it, but we, we make that calculation that white supremacists got into our mind. We made that calculation. You know what? Let me not go take care of this white supremacist that killed this innocent baby because you know what I could go make some money you know we we, we still have that mindset we want to get we want to elevate in the system even though we know that we need to separate from it and it's hard because this is what our life depends on so we got to figure out a way to protect ourselves when we move away from it I agree with you bro I agree with you that protection is definitely a part of that of that equation that we got to get in it is definitely a part of that equation we got to get in there and 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 what's going to help what's going to help us with the mindset is intent 
consistent intent because you got to understand we didn't get programmed overnight this was consistent right so when we keep that in our mind you might not be able to do it overnight and nobody's saying that's unrealistic if you if you're in the midst of it that you're just going to detangle yourself overnight it's possible but it's not realistic but as long as your intention and it's at the forefront of your mind to keep moving in that direction right then that's going to be your focus to the point where it becomes your everyday focus your obsession right because i'm i'm going to tell you right now that's where me and my family's at on, on all of our actions, we're moving away from that system, right? And 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 it's not it didn't it's not happening overnight, but it's happening gradually, and we're seeing the change and and more change, and then we start to realize the beauty in just dealing with our own and being separate from them. You know what I mean? And 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 it makes you want to move in that direction even more and even faster. So. Yes, definitely. All of the all of those things are true all at once. I, I agree with you, brother. Word. Uh, for the people on Facebook, um, I don't I don't know if that bitch took the jab or not, but I know she hit that ground hard. <laughs> uh, I just no. There's a video out uh, where this lady's standing at this podium, and she just falls out. I'm going to assume that she took the jab. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she took the jab or not, but I'm going to assume she took the jab. She took something. Either that or she didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> These devils, devils are dropping like flies, man. Devils dropping like flies. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. What is he? The Asians, they got a hotline now. It's like they own personal 911 except only for hate crimes. And you, all the, you, your ass going to jail, you're getting fined, it's something going to happen if they call it. And this is for things that aren't even real hate crimes. So, like, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Anything. If you get the, it was a, the Asians with Attitudes page on Instagram posted a fight between a black dude and an Asian. It was a one-on-one fight, and they said it was an Asian hate crime. And I'm like, dude, see, this is what I be talking about. So we got to really be on our, our shit. And they just passed a, They just passed a bill uh, speaking to this in a bipartisan vote. They're passing a bill on hate crimes against Asian Americans. And they said the AAPIs have to be addressed. And then it even has COVID-19, the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act. So... We gotta be on our shit, man, because we coming. They still are attacking us from every directions and finding new directions to. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing with that is that if you if if really, and this this is real shit. I'm not concerned about that for this. If you went, if it literally, mathematically, they've already shown. If you sat down and read every law on the books in this country, your lifespan would run out. That's how many laws are on the books. They still have laws on the books from the 1800s in certain states. So this being another law, the hate crimes bill, they got the Patriot Act, they got they got a law for everything. This is, a, this is literally a law and order country. That's why it's a slave country. So just another law to be put out there 
if a motherfucker jumps out there, he, they're getting fucked off. That that bottom line. Like we'll deal with the law later because there's too many laws to try to circumvent the law. So so jump out there, and we'll just deal with the consequences of that shit as it comes. Because because what they try to do is they're trying to move the Asians in for rulership. I told you. I told people before. I told people before. That central bank moved into China back in 2015-16. A portion of that central bank moved over there. They're already looking at China as the next world power. And Biden is here to help them. He just is. Kamala Coon-Harris too. All of them. Black Congressional Coon Caucus. All of them. They're all here to help. And so we have to recognize the playing field that we're on. They, they trying to move them Asians in. And then, as a matter of fact, they're not even trying. They're doing it. And for the people... Yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, for the people... So I don't know if they're messing with the room um, for the people that are trying to get up here to speak. I, I've, um, they're saying that the servers is not... I'm seeing a thing click across my screen right now. So I don't I don't know. I think they're, I think they're messing with the room. But I am trying to get you up here. They definitely are I'm going to end the room then, family. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> That's how we do that. Uh, I can't even I can't even move my screen. This is crazy. Yeah, my shit been freezing too. I've been I've been blocking them left and right, bro. I've been knocking them out of here left and right. And I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know your rima, but your voice they speak they slow it down and then they speed it up so it sounds like a record when you're playing it two times as fast. Man, these devils so just, that, nah, that's happened a couple times. Yeah, that's why we gotta get our own shit. These devils ain't slick. All right, family. Love you all. Yo, they ain't even allowing me to close the damn room, family. I can't even Yes. Oh wow. Oh wow. What? Yo, that's some shit, man. Yeah, man, listen. Oh wow. Damn. I realize I can't close this joint. No, I can't leave, D. I tried to leave. We won't even this is crazy. They got to finish hey, downloading that. You get, you get locked down in the echo chamber. There we go. Ah, we came out of it. Yes, 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 we came out of it. So peace, prosperity, salutations. We've been on an hour and 45 minutes. I hope you got something out of this. I love you all. We're going to get up out of here. Um, yeah, this is why I don't, uh, this is why we, see, this is why we got to get out and meet in person. When shit, this is why phone numbers got to be exchanged. People got to vibe. People got to connect. Because when shit like this happens, you know, we're using their shit. They want to lock us into an echo chamber. We can't even get out on our own shit. It's crazy. So I love you all. Peace, prosperity, salutations. Uh, be safe. Uh, look out for your loved ones. Uh, and and please don't don't take the jab. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Till next time.
Look it up. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashman 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 Ashman